0: This is a warning and disclaimer for listeners. This podcast will be rated for 18 years of age and older for a mature age, targeted audience. If you choose to listen to this podcast, this is at your own risk. All opinions are my own and of the articles that I choose to use, and I will reflect them in the description below. By listening to this podcast, you understand these opinions are mine and will respect them and my freedom of speech as this is recorded in the United States of America. This will not be forced on you in any way. Please use this time now to back out if you choose.
1: I'm aware of everything that's wrong with me But still you accept me anyway I live with the past I can't get past And it still haunts me so I'm asking for the courage to make a change. By your grace, I have hope.
0: What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Next Milestone Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Moran, and this will be episode number 21. Uh, next week, the 25th, Christmas Day, I will have the episode come out with Shay from... Uh, the Get Uncomfortable Enlightened Athlete podcast, and it was a uh, super good. If I'm gonna be quite honest with y'all, like we, uh, if I got pretty fired up in the interview, so um, I feel like you guys will too. Um, it, it should motivate you pretty well to want to do something better for yourself within the next new year. Um, today this episode will be. Interviews and my recap from the Tiger 10K that was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana on December the 3rd. And uh, my bib number for that race was 1964. And on the back of that bib, I wrote a Bible verse, like always. And this one says, This is from Habakkuk 2 4, and this is also the New Living Testament. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. So when I read that the morning of the race, uh, it hit me pretty good, right? Because a lot of people in this life, I mean, including myself, I mean, we, we are all guilty of this. Whenever you do something, you know, you you. You're proud of that. Like, you're super excited. You know, you're, you are filled with self contentment, I guess you can say. And you're losing the whole reason and the meaning of why you even began doing what you were doing to begin with. And you also want that pat on the back from others. You, you know, you're worried about, the, the worldly things, and that's, when I read that, it's, it's like, tied right perfectly with, with my theme and message behind this whole podcast. Like, we all have that sense of prideness that, in reality, is, is a sin in its own, and just to be humble yourself before the Lord and, you know, to place Him first in your life is... Is what it's getting at by the righteousness you know put their faithfulness in god and you know the people that are proud they do live crooked lives because as soon as you win something or if you let's say encourage encourage would probably be the wrong word but like let's say like you um improve somebody's life the first thing you want to do is like oh look at what i did i helped that person out you're not worried about the outcome you're worried about the outcome in reflection from what it did for you like you want to reflect that oh look at me i did something good for somebody else you want that gratification from others you're not worried about what you did for that person and how they feel you're worried about how you feel and that's what it means by look at the proud. so that's all I have for you guys on the little scripture verse but um or at least that's my takeaway and again I am no pastor please go and read this for yourselves um, this uh Habakkuk is is a prophet in the Old Testament and he is uh pretty much complaining to the Lord you know and uh it, it's like right before war goes on I just like found it a really good read so uh, that was just one verse that stuck out to me but anyway um so during the 10 10k i let's see i'll pull up my times and stuff like that right now while i'm reading to you guys but um i believe i placed 54th overall for the 10k okay so they did have two types of uh events at this race there was a 10k and a 5k race so the the placements are split you know obviously they have a 5k pool and a 10k pool So, this is just everyone without the uh, 5K numbers. So, I placed 54th out of 1,625 people. Uh, For males within my age group, which is 25 to 29, I placed 8 out of 97. And for gender place, so for all males that were in the event, I placed 49th out of uh, what... I hate how it doesn't give you a in number for that but my uh, chip time for this race was 41 42 54 so that's 41 minutes 42 seconds and half a second uh the pace per mile for 6.2 miles was 643 so 6 minutes 43 seconds average pace um in the beginning the race was going pretty well for me it uh it started off great exactly how I was planning and I was on pace to achieve my goal of sub 40 30 and during we was coming back towards LSU campus because they have you run towards the lakes to get some extra distance so when we're coming back towards campus and right whenever we're around Todd Graves' house, if you know where that's at, if you live in Baton Rouge, I'm not going to disclose the man's house, but if you know where he lives, we was getting close to Todd Graves' house, and I'm getting close to Sorority Row area, too. Somewhere in between there, my left leg started, like, really, uh, like, tensing up on me pretty good, right? Like, I could feel the cramp about to come, and so I... I like purposely started load bearing more weight on my right leg. I know it sounds kind of weird, but like I was just like lightly tapping with my left toes and like just fully planting on the right for a split second, kind of like you're hopping but like skipping on the left in a way. I don't know, it's kind of weird, but I just was kind of trying to like relieve that leg for a split second, and I did that for a few strides like that, and. Um, it kind of like really kicked in right before the water station had a Gatorade. And I like kind of grabbed a cup to like hopefully let that help. And I took a little sip and I was like, actually, do not take this whole cup in because I know exactly how this is going to go. Your water, like this, like running at that speed, my stomach tends to like want to like just like I can feel the liquids moving around, you know what I mean? And I I was like, I don't don't want that feeling. So I just threw away like (laughs) 85% of the cup of the flu that was left in there and ended up just keep keep running you know i was like we have to execute what we said we were going to do and i was like you're not going to stop you're not going to give up so i just kept running and uh it did not feel good like at all i'm gonna be quite honest and like my splits kind of reflect that so i'm gonna read you the first mile the first mile was uh, 635 mile two was 637 mile three was 633 mile four 641, and this is right whenever it's about to kick in mile five, 704. So, like, it was a pretty good little jump right there. And then, uh, after I like kind of kicked myself, I was like, nah, like, we have to do this. You know, it was 644 for mile six, and then, um, I had a quarter mile, you know, for that last point two, was a a 721, and uh, I I guess the time also slows down whenever because i had a few seconds that the watch i didn't stop i'm very bad about stopping the watch whenever i cross the line because i'm like putting in like that max sprint effort towards the finish line and it's just like the last thing i'm thinking about i'm just looking at the chip i'm looking at the clock time up above like the finish line you know so i'm not really worried about what the watch is going to say because i know what the bib is going to say so i'm more worried about that i could could really care less about what my watch is going to say and if the PR is registered on the watch um, software. I'm more wor- worried about the PR on the race bib. So I got the PR on both this time. But uh, it the watch time is a little off. Um, I believe it put me at a 41.55 on my watch. And I was a 41.42. So I mean, slightly off. But overall great race. Um, things I would have done a little bit differently. So the night before, what I went ahead of did was I wanted a sodium load and like, you know, get in some extra carbs and some fats for this race to have sh- short-term storage to be, you know, obviously used up for the race. So I was like, I'm gonna cook some ribs and I put a boatload of salt, some kosher uh, salt on there, ground pepper and um, butter, a stick of butter per each Um, rack of ribs and I also placed some honey some brown sugar and I placed uh, what else did I put on there a little bit of um, some Texas sugar rub from Meat Church and honey hot rub from Meat Church and yeah oh and some barbecue sauce uh from Bregman Bombs um so he's Alex Bregman has like he's a baseball player that used to play for LSU but now he plays for the Houston Astros well he has like a bunch of like barbecue sauces and hot sauces and seasonings and stuff so I I use a couple of his different things oh he has also has salsa that's like really good not sponsored or anything by them but that's just something I wanted to mention but um Yeah, like super good stuff. Check it out if you want. You can find it at Rouse's if you live in Louisiana area. If not like H-E-B in Texas, I know for sure. But um, so I placed that on there and I ate that with some spinach wrap tortillas and some lettuce and like a little bit of like low-fat Thousand Island dressing. And uh, I ate two wraps of that. It was I think I used about 75% of one rack of ribs and I just like... So pretty much like, I, I can cook pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, but I got the ribs to pull out. So of the meat, so I just like completely deboned the whole rack of ribs by pulling out every single bone, and then I would just put the the rack of rib like the rack of meat at this point on the uh, cutting board and just like dice it up, like make it like like pulled pork pretty much, and then just grab handfuls of it on each wrap and made uh some rib wraps and <sighs> so good. Anyway, so I woke up feeling great. Uh, woke up at 4 a.m., you know, like, got the bathroom, you know, daily stuff going and um, went and put the Norma Tech boots on in the morning, S- did that for about 30 minutes, got some wisdom from uh, Jocko and Chad Wright and Andy Frasello in the morning while I was doing that on some podcast stuff and just kind of, like, soaking it in and, like, really thinking, like, like what I'm about to go try to do is going to be very hard, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> something that stuck out to me and I'll put the link in the show notes. Cause I love this interview and I'll watch it so many times. Like I can't even explain to you guys how many times i will watch this interview, but yesterday, the day of the race, I just decided that I was going to watch this video again for, you know, no specific reason. I just wanted to watch that video. And, you know, it, the main message behind this podcast is like, you know, what's your purpose? You know, why are you doing this? What what makes you want to do the hard efforts over and over and over and over again, right? But like, he has a saying in there that's like, that I will be the one that is physically harder and mentally stronger. So like you, that's was the mindset that I had. And you know, he has an, another little thing, like you have to develop a plan and you have to execute a plan. He said that Chad Wright is the one that's speaking during this time. And he was in the, the Navy SEALs and he was a breacher. And the breacher, if you don't know what a breacher is, is the guy that places like the, the explosions on the door and blows it up, right? So he's placing like you know the bomb on the door before they explode it, and he like you know pulls the draw cord back, and he's moving away from the door, and he's looking back at his team. And this is a night op, and if, well, all right. If you don't know what a night op is, it's a mission that is going on at night, and they are going in to breach a door to do something you know he doesn't want to give away all the details because i mean obviously u.s government right but he um is like looking back at his team and he's looking back and there's nothing but green eyes and if you know what green eyes are it's the night vision goggles it's they're just glowing he's seeing everybody's like eyes glowing what they can see like looking looking outwards you don't see the goggles themselves they're just looking at he's looking at the, the reflection of the green light flashing into their eyes so they can see at night without you know giving away their position and uh he sees nothing but green eyes and he gets on the comms which is their communication devices radios and he's like execute 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 and he punches the button and that's when everybody goes in starts breaching the door and do what navy seals do right but in order for everything to take place before he can do that, you know, he had to prepare. He had to get, he had to make the bomb himself, you know, place it, you know, make it specific for this door. They would have like the blueprints or whatever of this house or the case may be, but they prepared for this specific door, this specific house, this specific night, this specific weather condition, everything is prepared. You have to set you know your mission statement to be ready for exactly that day. And these races are no different, right? You don't train for a 10k the same way that you do for a full marathon or a 5k for, you know, an ultra marathon or whatever the case may be. You you train specifically per each type of race. Now, I'm training for a full marathon, so theoretically, I should be able to run a 10K, right? But the only thing I noticed that I lacked some on was I can run the distance right now, but I can't pretty much sprint a 630 the whole time like I want to for, you know, 6.2 miles to be in the. My goal was to be in the top fifty and run a sub four thirty, and I got fifty fourth and I was a forty one fifty whatever it was, so I mean, I didn't execute my plan the way that it was intended to be. It's pretty much like like I still did it, and I still did great. you know, I'm just like beating myself up even a little bit more because it's that that proudness that comes back, right. Just like from that 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 verse that I read in the beginning, it, you you have to. I was just trusting in myself, you know, not trusting in. Not saying that I wasn't trusting in the Lord. It's just that you you hang your hat on that proudness that oh I can do this because I've been doing this every single day or whatever the case may be, and you feel like you prepare perfectly, but certain things happen that you don't prepare for. Like I didn't prepare for a muscle spasm and cramp at mile four to five, you know, in that in that mix and that that threw me off. That wasn't part of my, my training. To be quite honest with you, I've I've never really gotten cramps I don't think ever, except for like post runs. And that would be like only after my I've only experienced that after my mile twenty ones and twenty two runs. So, that was something new. I got that for a 6.2. Like, I was like, what is happening? And it was during the run, not after the run. So, it just kind of threw me off. But, you know, we live and learn. And uh, I'm I'm kind of a little bit, I wouldn't say more prepared just because, like, it's, it's been a couple of days or whatever post-race. But I'm going to be able to realize, hey, maybe two, three days before the race... I need to stop strength training because I personally still to this day is like I lift every day and I run every day, right? Or nearly every single day. But I need to probably slack off on the weights, maybe go a little bit lighter, you know, pre-race because I don't want to have that, that extra bit of uh, muscle fatigueness that may cause my legs to have a cramp. So that's just part of the learning curve. For me personally but that's all i have for you guys on my spill now i'm gonna give you guys the race interviews and that'll be all for this episode i'll come back in at the end and uh we'll do the little outro so thank you guys for listening if you um enjoy the show please share it please subscribe honestly like if you're just like coming and clicking on the link every single week Thank you for doing that, but subscribing is going to help this gr- this show grow, and it actually gives my analytics a boost. and It'll like recommend the show to more people that follow shows like like mine, like Shay's, like Jeremy Miller's, like Nick Bear's podcast. I mean, I'll become like one of the people on the bottom whenever you like you follow a new show or if, a show that you listen to. It'll be like, oh, you may like this show, so. You following me, you liking, you commenting, or leaving a review for every single one of these episodes actually increases the way that the show grows. So by doing that, I'd greatly appreciate it. Please share it to your Instagram too. I know it's probably like, you know, we don't want to do that like it's weird or whatever, but it helps me. So I would appreciate it. And yeah, you guys have a good week. Thanks. All right, and today we have with us, what's
1: your name? Neva. All right, and what's your name? Anna Kate. Hey, what's your name? Sarah Beth.
0: All right, and uh, y'all all all go to school together. What school do y'all go to, and y'all run track for that school, correct?
1: Episcopal. Okay,
0: y'all run for Episcopal? Yes. All right, and uh, what's y'all's ages?
1: I'm 14. I'm 16. I'm 15.
0: All right, and how long have y'all been running for, if y'all had to take a guess?
1: Four years. I've been running for seven years. Probably like six.
0: Okay. Alright, so y'all have been running for a pretty good amount of time, and uh, what do y'all do exactly for the track school? Like what what meter do y'all run, or what event?
1: Um, I run the mile and the 800. I sometimes do the 4x8, the 2 mile, or the mile. Um, I do the 800, the mile, and yeah.
0: And what is the furthest distance that y'all have ever ran before, like for training or for, you know, just any type of run outside?
1: I think nine. Nine I think probably eight and a half or nine. I think I've done a half marathon before, but like in training, like nine.
0: So you've done a half marathon before. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my next question was going to be what's the furthest distance that you've ever ran? Because today was the Tiger 10K hosted by Fresh Junkie. So which event did you run the half marathon at?
1: I think the Louisiana half.
0: Okay. What was the time? Do you remember?
1: Um,. It was under two. It was like um, an hour and fifty-eight minutes.
0: Okay, that's awesome. Good amount of time for you. Um, so, what what events would y'all like to do in the future? I guess, or what are y'all goals that you have set forward in the future for school and things like that?
1: Um, to run like in the seventeens for three miles. Okay. Um, I want to break twenty for three miles and break six for one mile. I want to get in the low 18s for three miles.
2: All right, yeah, those are all really
0: fast-paced times. Uh, do y'all know what y'all finished today at?
1: Um, on the clock time, like, coming in, it said 41.30. Um, we got, 51. our time said 51.14. Yeah.
0: So I think you were like either right before me or right around me. I don't know if I saw you or not. Actually, I, I think I do remember seeing your shorts. So, yeah, we definitely did a run together at some point. Um, so, I have a gift for each one of y'all. I'm going to give y'all an A-game drink, and I just want to get y'all to give it a try, see what y'all think about it, okay? Yes. All right, so which flavor do you have?
1: Um, I have tropical. All right, is that the
0: sugar-free one, or? Um, I
1: don't no, think so. That
0: has the sugar, okay. Oh, wait, that's the sugar one. All right, what do you think about it?
1: Whatever your first impressions? I like it. <laughs> it's good? Okay. Like I it. have citrus, and it has sugar, and I like it. I have the dragon fruit, plum and I like this one.
0: All right, good deal. And what advice would you give to somebody that's just starting out with running? Let's say tomorrow is their first day ever running and they've just bought their first pair of shoes. What would you tell them?
1: Um, I think um find people to run with and run with your friends. Start off slow and don't do more than you can do. And I think if you're just starting running, like don't run for a distance. Run as as long as you feel comfortable and then you can work your way up to like doing set distances but just run for fun at first and you'll get there and you'll get better.
2: Mm-hmm. I think um, a good thing to know is like that it's gonna be hard no matter
1: what you just have to push through. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just don't quit and just keep yeah. running.
0: <laughs> yeah. so today for example I had an IT band flare up on my left leg at mile four and I just like oh, I can't stop now you know I have to keep going so yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that's great advice, and I appreciate y'all's time today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And
2: what's your name, sir? John Davis. And where are you from? I'm from Preville, Louisiana. And what's your age? I'm 27. How long have you been running for? Been running since January. All right. Did you uh, run track or cross-country in high school or college by chance? I played football, basketball, baseball, soccer in middle school. Kind of switched around, you know, throughout the year, and then, picked the best sport I was best at, which was soccer, and I played through high school. Alright, so
0: you said that you got your early endurance from running soccer.
2: Correct, and I also did a little bit of bodybuilding in uh, the 16, 17, 18 uh, time frame, So all right. And uh, is this the first time that you've ran this Tiger 10K event? Yes, this is the first time. Okay. And what's the furthest
0: run that you've ever done before in training?
2: I did a half marathon, the North Shore half marathon. Okay.
0: And what's the furthest distance that you've run, like, at a, like just a training run, not,
2: not a race? That would have been my longest distance. Okay. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody that's just starting out running, let's say, tomorrow? Make sure you, uh, you know, use... With the right nutrition uh don't start off too fast you know follow uh matt's uh you know guidelines just do a mile a day start off slow and um you know slowly progress your way up to the you know five miles and ten miles so. all right and uh do you plan to run a, r- a marathon or an ultra marathon ever in the future um. Yes. Uh. So I, I want to do a marathon next year. I have a half marathon scheduled for the Woodlands in Texas for next year. But I want to. I want to do a few marathons next year. All right. And why are you personally doing this? Um. I started running. Um. You know, because I had the background. Uh. You know, through other sports, and I just felt like I was missing something. And uh, I actually. Started because of a few friends that invited me to my first 5k uh, right here in Baton Rouge Uh, so And just kept on going all
0: right, and what were your uh, thoughts about this event that that they had today? And what did you do today that was anything special or significant?
2: Yeah, so I actually graduated from here, so I you know, I felt like it'd be a good uh, Experience Um, I also ran with the uh Ainsley's Angels today, which I actually met them at the half North Shore half marathon, and I signed up, and uh, was an awesome experience today. I would highly recommend it. Uh, Definitely don't, you know, if you're not an experienced runner, definitely don't sign up for a half marathon pushing, but uh, you know, stick with the 5K, 10K range, and then um, you know, go from there. But it's an awesome experience, and it means more crossing the finish line with, you know, someone that may not have the same opportunity as you to, you know, to run. So it's, it's really awesome. Yeah, for sure. And uh, today I'm going to give you a drink from our partners at A-Game. And uh, what flavor do you have? Uh, I got the A-Game Concord Grape. Uh, it's an awesome, it tastes good. So awesome drink. All right, cool deal. I appreciate you for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Congratulations on finishing. Yep.
0: Thank- all right, so that was all of the uh, post-race interviews and, um, uh, that I had done for the Tiger 10K, uh, I actually interviewed, uh, like, as you heard, a group of girls, um, so I counted that as, I normally do three people, but, um, that was three all at once, so it was kind of a unique interview, um, there was a lot of feedback, I can't help that... <laughs> The feedback around me, I mean, it, it, post race, there's a lot of activity going on. There's music, obviously, as you can hear, and uh, there's people walking by and babies crying and all kind of stuff. So, I mean, I do the best I can editing the audio, but, I mean, it's just impossible to get it all out. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys in, truly enjoy the episode. Uh, you know, everybody gives, like, a good piece of advice, and that I, I just the purpose of doing the race day interviews is so that you can hear examples from people that are, you know, like at different levels of their lives or running careers and, you know, just finding random people that you don't know and asking them for, hey, like, what do you think about the event? You know, like, what would you tell somebody to do if they were just starting running? You know, like the things that you would change and all of that, like it gives you It gives you I feel like it boosts like your confidence up a little bit. And each time I feel like you might can learn something new because everybody does things differently, right? Nobody is the same. And hearing people from different age groups and genders is is an excellent example of where you can I guess kinda like find yourself in where you should be or where you could be. So that's kind of why I do the post-race interviews just to help encourage others that are just starting out that are listening to this podcast and feel like they might not be able to run these races because, oh, I'm too old, I'm too young or whatever the case may be. So this is just hopefully to encourage you a little bit more and, you know, maybe you can find these people on uh, Instagram or whatever or just reach out to them or maybe you know them and, uh they may influence you a little bit more. So that's all I have for you guys this week. Hope you guys enjoy. Next week, I will have the episode come out with Shay on Christmas Day. And that will be the last episode that I have until 2024. So I hope you guys have a great week and continue to have a great holiday season. So hope you guys have a happy holidays and Merry Christmas to each and every one of y'all. Until then, it's time for you to get back on your grindstone so you can achieve. The Next Milestone.
1: I've been set free. I've got a long way to go. But Lord, I know. There's not a step I'm gonna take when you're not with me. I've got a long way to go. But Lord, I know. There's not a step I'm gonna take You're not with me